I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And today, something a little bit different. So thank you to the wonderful people over at EA Australia. Max and I got to see some preview early coverage for Immortals of Avium. Now, Max, you and I were chatting about this and you said, this is a Max game. Oh yeah, very much so. So in that case, I'm going to pass it to you and I'm going to let you run this episode of more of the players the popsy playstation podcast extra we deep dive deep into a specific topic so immortals of avium is an upcoming title from uh the team over at ascendant studios who are um, publishing through the ea original bookmark thing uh the game is set to launch July 20th, 2023. Yeah. Uh, when this video goes live, uh, I uh, the trailer, the, the brand new trailer for this game is uh, also launching at the same time. Yep. Uh, we saw a sneak peek of this game back in last year. At the back end of last year, it was shown off uh, as one of the world premieres of world premier. the Game Award. And the, at the, the Game Awards of uh, Mr. Jack Keighley. So this this uh, this team, this Ascent, uh, the Ascendant Studios, started five years ago. So nice. this is their this is their debut title. They are marketing themselves as a triple A independent studio. And this uh this title, Immortals of Avium, is it going to be a first person single player story driven magic shooter. Mm. So a lot of a lot of that's those a, are, that's are a lot of max right there. Max's boxes. So um, the CEO and the director of uh, the CEO of Ascendant uh, Studios and the director of uh, the, the the game itself is um, Brett Robbins. Now, Brett Robbins has been in the industry for quite some time. He started his tenure at Crystal Dynamics way back in uh, 1996. He was there for six years. He worked on Gex 2 and Gex 3 <laughs> and Legacy of Cain. Oh, it takes me back. From there, he moved to... Uh, become a creative director at, a at Electronic Arts, where he worked on... He was the lead designer on Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Ooh. From Russia with Love. Oh. And he was the creative director of the original Dead Space game. All right, so this dude's got some... He's got some cred. And then from there, he moved to Sledgehammer, where he worked on Modern Warfare 3, Advanced Warfare, and Call of Duty World War Two. Okay. As creative directors for both and senior creative director for World War II. And now he started his own company, Ascendant Studios, and for the last five years, he has been working on Immortals of Avium. Now, you, you've, you've laid a lot of background for, from laid a lot of background. where it is, but what's, what's it about? So this is, you play as Jake, and he is unique in this world. So this world, basically, the overarching story of this game is Avium is stuck in what is called the Ever War. They have been warring for about a thousand years to control the magical ley lines that cover the world. Ooh, okay. So there's three types of magic, and they're, they're beautifully put into into a color system. There's red, blue, and green. So these red, blue, and green ley lines of magic spread across the world. I've actually used and, as the background of this thing, by the way. And, uh, and the people of the world who are attuned to magic can use those ley lines to harness their powers. You play Jake, an up-and-comer who is unique in this world because he can control all three I was going to say is this a circumstance of like Captain Planet you know like fire earth and water you can only really yeah. or probably more like Avatar the airbender I guess where it's like yeah. you got airbenders you got fire twirlers whatever and so it's it's one of the it's that classic story of 
there's a bad guy who wants to control the ley lines for nefarious purposes and then you play as the immortals are actually essentially the the elite of the army they are the the best of the best the special forces if you will mm-hmm and you join you 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 try to join their ranks because you are one of these unique players that can control three all three types of magic and it's it's your journey climbing the ranks trying to stop evil from from prevailing very very you know very um I don't want to use the word cliche, but it's a very used trope that, well, it's one, that we've seen before. We're also in this in the world where there's like what the nine, the not only only ever been nine stories ever told. Uh, yeah, and we're you know the, the, a lot of this stuff is like there's clearly inspiration here from other stories or other tropes as you mentioned, but sure. how it executes it from most of what we've seen looks to be its point of difference. Yes, so. Um, you know that the team kind of walked us through some of the gameplay. Uh, they've stated that the the story is about twenty five ish hours, beautiful, and it's very much that that's that typical RPG style of game. You have a talent tree that covers the, the three branches of magic. As you level up, as you explore the as you explore the world, you it has the, you know that that typical RPG numbered gear system where you get equipable stuff and each each piece of gear will make you stronger more powerful will give you bonuses to certain um affinity spells and stuff like that uh so they went over the basics of the magic system so your blue magic is essentially your straight long range shot so it's like your your sniper if you will Mm -hmm. the red magic uh, is essentially your shotgun. It's close range. It's high powered. It's very high risk, high reward. And then green, it's that it's fully automatic. And they're little homing projectiles. You kind of just spray, and they'll they'll do their thing. You have access to a shield at all times. Uh, so while, while you're shooting in one hand, you can have your shield up in the other. Uh, you you are able to shoot through the shield. Uh, so your magic your magic can penetrate it. The only down or the the restriction of the shield is you move slower. Yeah, okay. So you can't move at full speed, so that's that's the drawback. Uh, there's controlling spells. So uh, one of the things they showed off is what they refer to as the lash. So you essentially lash onto enemies and you can pull them forward, moving around the ter- use it to move around the terrain. And then there's obviously your stronger, bigger spells uh, that will drain your mana. And to replenish that mana, you need to find mana crystals in the world to to re- revamp that uh, they mentioned the use of uh, different enemy types so the stronger the enemy they will have colored shields and it's a simple match game so blue magic beats blue shields red magic red shields so very magic. similar to the magic system in Hogwarts Legacy yes exactly um, and uh, with combat as well uh, it's it look it appears to be that each color um, will have their own uh, essentially like um, defensive skill. So there's the shield that we spoke about. Green magic has uh, what they referred to as a blink, so it's a short range teleport. I assume this is your essential dodge mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, being a first person game, uh, you can kind of dodge and shoot at the same time. Uh, and then as you progress through the story, you will gain new abilities that will allow you to revisit and explore more of older areas. So it's got that um, that Metroidvania of, hey, I've got a new ability. Now I can go back to that area earlier that I couldn't do 
before. So they showed off a bit of like puzzle, uh, some puzzle areas, some puzzle platforming, and then some some of that first person magic combat. Um, yeah, so it was it was a very short video. They didn't show off too much. Um, well, so the video you know, itself they, was quite short, but there hmm. was uh, the ability to answer questions uh, yeah, from so, the dev team, which was lovely. Yeah. So if you so if I'm, you did watch it live, which we didn't, because it was three in the morning. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it just didn't fit with our schedules. I was at work at the time, and three AM's <laughs> not a very uh, yeah. Like you can normally like you can normally slot. like get something going about two AM, but three AM no chance. <laughs> and I am hardcore asleep at three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so they did have a big Q and A session at the at the back end. Um, that kind of just uh, a lot of the people asked, you know, what was your inspiration for this? How did you come up with this? And um, they, you know, Brett told this really interesting story of he had, you know, he had that stereotypical big action set piece from a Call of Duty game where mm-hmm. you're running with, you know, you're running with your soldiers. There's a helicopter in the sky. There's a rocket blowing up the building. He's like. What if that helicopter was a dragon? And what if it wasn't a rocket blowing up a wall, but a fireball? And what if we weren't soldiers, but we were battle mages? And then the, the that sounds like sh- how most D and D campaigns are put together. The, the screen just shifts and changes, and you've got um, instead of soldiers shooting guns, you've got wizards firing laser beams, and you've got dragons flying through the sky. It looks. I can looks feel so the excitement so, coming off you through the. You know, um, this is this is. This has been developed in Unreal Engine five, oh. so it, it it looks it looks schmick as, and it's right around the corner, twentieth of July, not that far away. Three so months, this is, this which is, is the best. Dead. And we we've always yeah. argued for a long time that the three month turnaround is the best is the best for video games. A, it's enough time to really harness your hype without feeling over wel- uh, it's overstays its welcome, but it, it also yeah. allows you to own the conversation for three months. Um, which is, I think, probably the big point of difference here in, uh, when it comes to like standard uh, marketing. It's the same reason that Fallout 4's marketing was incredibly successful. Um, simply for that reason, because it was really easy to turn it around. But uh, was there any other thing that sort of jumped out at you before you... So there's a, there's a, one of the, one of the main characters that you interact with, um, I can't for the life of me, I'm just very quickly uh, Googling her name. She's a very... Um, uh, she's in. She 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 plays the the um. She voices the warlock vanguard in Destiny. Yeah, because like I uh, I, it's, I, it's, I heard um, her voice oh, and I knew her it. name's uh, Gina Torres. Yep. Um. So she's a familiar face there. Um. Is that why it got you? Because no, of your Destiny love. Look, I I'm a huge nerd for high fantasy battle mage stuff. This is hitting a lot of things, and after you know, getting that sneak peek of that. Um, oh of that yeah, look, I know play. her from Suits. That's how yeah, I, I know. I know her, yeah, yeah. Uh, Firefly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. After seeing the gameplay and how it how it felt, I was getting. And Joseph voiced Wonder Woman in DC Universe Online. That's that's my wheelhouse. <laughs> uh, yeah. So after seeing after seeing the because the trailer we saw at. Uh, the game um, game awards at the game awards last year was very teaser mm. um, and now that I've seen gameplay 
this very much has me excited for what for what's to come. Excellent. Well, because um, that's going to be my next question. Obviously, we've listed off a bunch of things about the game that are interesting, but why does this combination tickle your fancy so hard? And you need to you need to set up a little bit because you're cutting your own face off on the corner of the screen. There you go. So it's it's the gameplay looks to be how I play every first person fantasy game. Mm-hmm. So like you take take Skyrim for instance. Love playing mages and this is just more of that but mm. amped up because it's just about the magic. It's not I can dabble in it, but I've still got a sword. I've still got a bow. I've still got this and that. This is this is you are a battle mage. Everything at your disposal is magic spells, mm. and it's it's just they really doubled down on that as opposed to having another way to uh, another way to uh, play through. So even though even though you've got three branches of of magic to choose from and to work with. Uh, which will change up your gameplay style. So you know, and no one, no two people are going to have the same uh, exact playthrough. But it's all based on that magic system. Whereas you know, you look at other games that have a magic system. They also have another combat system in place for those who don't, who want to play that way. Yeah. So it's cool to have something that's really doubled down on what they wanted to do. And hopefully, because of that, we will see some amazing and really cool interactions with uh, the magic system that's in place of this game. So, I do have to ask, and the reason, you know, because as someone that played and enjoyed Forspoken, um, mm. there, there, at least for me, I, I was witnessing some similarities here in terms of, you know, interesting foreign land, um, magical battles, and pretty much the entire uh, arsenal of the main character is various magic that mm. delivers different things so do you think that there will be a comparison between the two and as someone that played and finished for spoken you not me do you think that we that my assessment is incorrect not to it no not at all uh we always compare things is what we do oh but once again like I, that, I, i'm not saying that as a as a i'm not saying that's a detrimental yeah. thing i that's just what we do it's you know when i first saw this um i'm like oh it's a it's magical doom yeah like it was that big bombastic set pieces and i'm like this is it so i mean the difference between forespoken and this and like which in my opinion, does change it drastically. So this is first person. Mm, it does. It's not, first, a, yeah, it's, not, that, it's not a third person action target locking game. This is a first person shooter. And although in theory, it's a similar, it's it's the same gameplay loop of you are, you are a magical being, you are using magic to tackle these enemies by changing the, by changing it from being a third person game to a first person game does drastically change the dynamic of the game itself in my opinion i mean you could argue against it but i think that just being in control you have more control of having to essentially aim and in combat aim and fight the things as opposed to just going i'm going to target lock and i can just run away and throw shit at them at the same yeah, time and, but that, but even- it, it, does, it does make things more involved and hands-on for the player because it's you doing everything as opposed to kind of getting that aim assist. Well, it's the whole reason they have the different perspectives is because you do get yeah. a much closer experience. It's a lot more personal experience. Sure. 
Um, for sure. And as you mentioned, with with using Forspoken as an example, like when you do get any combat encounter, you just park all your way out of there and go pew, pew, yeah. pew, throw behind you as you run away. Where here, you do have to face things head on. So it does add the intensity. And especially when you're looking at you know, these big set pieces you mentioned, like you're looking over at a dragon and then fireballs going everywhere. That's way more intense in first person. Oh yeah, for um, sure. You know, so yeah, I, I got, I myself, I am quite excited for it, but not, n- not in the same way that you are. For me, I'm just think, keen, I'm keen for something different. And this I think the other thing that's that got me excited is the fact that uh, you can see the passion, like obviously, you know, what we saw isn't, isn't available to everyone, but you see the passion from the team who have been working on this for the for, for the you know the last five six years, including and it, COVID, and it's and it's it's their debut title. Yeah. So you can see the excitement from them, and it's kind of just flowed through, but it it does look stunning. Yeah, because like, even though you've like, got like a lot of titles look stunning in Unreal Five, but this with the I guess the high contrast and high color of of the magic that's used it kind of it's so flashy and it's yeah it's it's watch the trailer and it's just yeah you you can't not say wow at some points like it's really it, it it's really pleasing to the eye I'm really looking forward to having it run on my TV so the ver- obviously because it was a preview um, thing there's uh, you know, watermarks all up in this business on our video, which is fine. So, like, you you, you know, we didn't leak it because my name's plastered all the way over it. Um, <laughs> but it does. It did take away some of that like intensity. Like, you can see those vibrancies and knowing. Yeah. You know, I've I've shared my love for my TV. You know, and its ability to do HDR and dynamic colors and all the beauty of QLED. Um, I cannot wait because one of the first things I I watched on it was the big fight scene in Avengers Endgame, which is all yeah. bright colored beams. And then seeing this, I'm like, oh man, this is gonna look so mint. Um, you know, because you see all these like peel peel blues and reds and greens and and then fire. Oh, oh, very excited, very very keen for it, but not in the same yeah. way that you are, <laughs> which is so yeah. Yeah, so once again, July 20th is its release date. It is coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S and PC. So only current gen consoles. Which is cool, but don't worry about it. Like for us, we don't give a shit about the PS5 version. Only PS5. Only yeah, PS5. PS5 and other platforms. <laughs> PS5 and every other platform. <laughs> Look, it needs to be informative. It is It is going it's to true. other places. It's true. It's there. All right, Max. This is it, it. Does it does look it does look brilliant? This, I am very much looking forward to it. As we wrap this up, this is your last moment of gush. Like, go nuts! Give it everything. We'll I don't know moment. what's left. I've I've I kind of gushed about it already. It's just yeah. Watch the trailer. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Like, hit me up on the socials. Mm. Let me know what you think. Please, if you have a different di- differing opinion, let me know why. You know help me see or if, if even if you have any other questions about what we saw because yeah we did see about there's about half an hour of video so it's quite a lot to cover including all mm. the dev questions which i think was another half an hour um so if you're interested drop them in the comments below we'll mm. answer them with the best that we, that we can i don't think there's any um any restrictions restrictions on what we can and can't talk about um but yeah hit us up and if we can we'll let you know and we'll fill in the blanks but yeah definitely keep this on your uh on your watch list most definitely so once again big thank you to the team over at ea australia for providing us this opportunity to to see uh immortals of avian you know in in this early capacity it was very very cool um mm. 
it's twice they've done this freeze now. We do it with Battlefield 2048. Two. 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 Thanks. Um, which is also a really cool thing. So huge thank you. But if you've enjoyed what we've talked about here, be sure to check out our weekly show. It's called For the Players, the Pop Culture PlayStation Podcast. It comes to you on your podcast feeds on Monday morning at 8 a.m. on your YouTubes at 9 a.m. It's that one is a, a, a PlayStation specific show where we talk about all the comings and goings and ins and outs of PlayStation and its associated brands uh, over the week. And I guarantee you we'll be talking about this one pretty heavily when it drops later in the year but until then i'm ryan betson i'm max cooper and that was immortals of avium <laughs>